and welcome to Put This in Your Carry-On. This is Caroline. And this is Chris. And we are in Hania, Crete. Hania, spelled C-H-A-N-I-A. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Pronounced Hania. Yeah, it's weird how in languages, like, you just make one mess up with with the pronunciation and you sound like a total yeah they don't understand you at all yeah you're saying something totally different we we got into iraklion iraklia sure in the middle of northern crete which is also can be spelled an h or an i and we were i think the beginning saying heracleon Heracleon, yeah. Her, Heracleon? It's very, yeah, the emphasis in Greek words is on uh, sometimes a vowel you don't expect. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear them, <laughs> them speak and then try to imitate it for some of our little Greek phrases and places. Yeah. So we made it on the high-speed ferry. It was only about a half an hour late and no barf bags required. Yeah, it was pretty easy. It was fine. The fairies, in case you're wondering, are not really a romantic experience at all. They kind of just shove you in and then put the ramp up. It's all about function. Yeah, yeah. They, they start moving before you even out of the cargo hold. Oh, yeah. And it then was they, anchors, anchors up. Yeah. Here we go. And they pile you all down when they're getting close, and then they <laughs> shove you out. <laughs> yeah, it's a very quick process. Uh, it's amazing that they were late still. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it is efficient. Gets you from A to B. Um, and then we drove from. Well, we stayed in Heraklion for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think, the biggest city on Crete Island. And it was. Uh, it had. It was very cool. It was. A, it was a. It has its own flavor, and it's. I don't know what I would call it uh, as compared to like Athens. It's. I mean, it's obviously not as big as Athens, but it's kind of similar in that it's a port city and it's kind of got a kind of condensed... Condensed middle area. Yeah. There's a lot of young people that we saw. Yeah. Um, it's not the most attractive city. No, it's not very pretty, but the people seemed very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been our experience all throughout Crete, in fact. Um, we stayed in Heraklion for a couple of days, had some good meals... Uh, and saw uh, this famous where uh, the story of the Minotaur and Daedalus and King Midas, all that went down, uh, where the Minotaur's hidden the labyrinth, mm-hmm. you know, all the, that. And Icarus, mm, was it the... Icarus? Icarus was Daedalus's son, I believe, and they tried to escape the maze, and there's all sorts of mythology that went into this, but the ruins where a lot of those legends <laughs> came from uh, is in a, a place called Nosos. Mm-hmm. Near Heraklion, mm-hmm. so we took a bus out there, and that was spectacular. It's a really cool, ruinous site. Uh, yeah, it was a little tainted for me because upon entering, there was a big old male peacock. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was on red alert the entire time. Yeah, Caroline was um, very agitated and jumpy. Yeah. While trying to experience the, the ancient history. So. Yeah. There were none actually in the palace complex, but you could hear them all around you. So I felt like I was going to be attacked at any moment. What's your, what do the peacocks sound like? 
That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect that. All right. <clears throat> um, yes. And the, the, it's a palace complex uh, that they really let you walk just about around all of it, but it takes a good hour to um, to see all of it. You can get a tour, and they have uh, recreations of a lot of the different rooms and some of the paintings that were uh, in this complex. It was. It's not really a military complex, too, so there's not a lot of walls. It's all... It's all just a big palace. Uh, it's kind of confusing to walk around, which is where the, the labyrinth idea came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some... I think it gets some criticisms because the guy who... Was it in the 60s that... Or for, further back? I think it was further back. I in think. the 1800s, maybe? Maybe 1930s. Okay, a time that I'm unsure of. The guy who found it kind of did his own sort of interpretations of like there there is this thing here so this probably happened here yeah but some of the things are like this might have been used for like rituals or cleansing or yeah religious they're they're like sort of unsure about what it was but it was definitely a massive complex that people lived in and then and that religious things happened government things happened yeah, it's a sort of a half-assed, it was sort of a half-assed, like, oh, this is where they took baths, probably, and this is where they probably lived. Mm-hmm. But it's much older, like, coming from, I mean, comparing it to what we saw in Athens, it's that's much more, like, in-your-face, amazing columns standing before you. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of, like, some crumbles. <laughs> 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 The, some crumbles. <laughs> some crumbles. Yeah, it's like the bottom of the cereal bag. Yeah. Ruined. <laughs> uh, well, you can still see a lot. I, I, they used to have uh, bull jumpers. We went to the museum uh, afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say. And that was pretty sweet. In defense of my crumble statement, it's much better paired with the museum because they found a lot of. They took all the cool stuff there. Yeah, they found a lot of like frescoes still intact, I guess. But then what they have up there are just recreations of, so you're not really looking at the real thing. Mm-hmm. And then they have some like massive ceramic pots still on the site, but then a lot of the stuff they found, like hundreds of jewelry and things, are in the archaeology weapons. Yeah, yeah, they're in the archaeology museum, which is really cool. Um, I think it's the biggest uh, display of the Minoan civilization, perhaps. Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Do you guys know about the Minoans? Because we didn't. Named after King Midas, right? Minos? Minos? Maybe King Minos. King Minos. (laughs) Well, we're still, we're not, uh, take our uh, history with a grain of salt. But yeah, it's the oldest <clears throat> European civilization, no? I think it is. The Minoans. And the palace complex we saw was um, a couple thousand years BC and before, and it's been used by a couple of cultures because Crete was hit by when the volcano around Santorini exploded. Uh, it sent a wall of water about 30 meters high that wiped out Crete civilization, but quickly after that... Um, I think it was Venetians or someone came and moved in and used this used this palace that was still standing. Um, pretty fascinating history. A lot of it is from around two two thousand BC thereabouts, just to give you a little bit of perspective. Uh, and the the first board game ever made was discovered there. 
or the first board game ever found <laughs> was discovered mm-hmm. there, earliest dated. And that's in the museum. They still have the board. Uh, and also an original, a Greek, a famous Greek tablet. I can't remember what it's called, but they think it's the first calendar, the Greek first Greek calendar. Uh, they still haven't deciphered it. They don't know what it means. It's got really neatly pressed in symbols into this clay, and it was... Oh, that like fire. Cir- circular thing? Yeah. Um, Somebody's disc? Something's disc, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something disc. First Greek calendar, but it's exciting because uh, the mystery behind it is they don't know what the symbols meant. They don't have anything to decipher it because the language is so old. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a Rosetta Stone for that. so They had the first physical manifestation of a god, a goddess, actually, which I thought was pretty cool. The Minoans worshipped a main goddess, and then she had like a dude on the side, but lady power. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a recording from one of the uh, restaurants that we stopped outside of in Herakleon. That gave us like a full serving of ice cream and like cinnamon sugar, dough balls, and a little bit of Rocky. Uh, and then we drove from Heracleon to the town where we're, we stayed second, which was uh, Palikora. Paleohora. Paleohora is in the southwest coast of Greece. A very cool looking uh, beach town. Beautiful beach around there. We took, we rented uh, a car for our time in Crete. So we have a little Nissan Micra. Lil Zeus Coupe. Which Caroline is, uh, came up with a brilliant name of Lil Zeus Coupe. <laughs> you want to talk about him? <laughs> <laughs> and what he survived? Oh, yeah. We went to a beach. The, the roads here. For, okay, let's talk oh, about yeah, the roads back up. here. <laughs> we got the car. Um, so we, we drive on the right side of the road again, which took some getting used to for me, coming from the UK, but um, there's a service lane that's built on these Cretan streets, but the Greeks just use them as as a, as a right lane, basically. I was very confused as people just started passing me on double-laned, two-lane roads, um, and I realized geez, like these guys are the dangerous drivers. But then I realized people were just getting over in the service lane. It was kind of commonplace to be passing at all times. So any two-lane road in Crete is actually a four-lane road. Mm-hmm. And any one-lane road is actually a two-lane road. So Yeah, we were behind somebody. It was like, I was like, Grandpa in front of us can't can't find the line. You know, usually like in the States when you see somebody driving, they veer a little over, you're like, something's wrong with this buddy. Yeah. So we were like, we were like, what's going on here? And then people started passing us around and then we saw everyone was either straddling the line or just completely in the service lane. Yeah. I don't know if the the memo about what the service lane was for or why it was a solid line just didn't get really passed along to the, Mm -hmm. the Crete Island. Um, so it's been that's been an adventure, and because Crete is a large island, has a lot of beautiful mountains and flowers. The landscapes are incredible. Mm-hmm. Check out hashtag PTIYCO on Instagram for a couple of depictions of that from us. But um, the roads go around mountains all the time, so it takes an hour to go, uh, you know, twenty miles. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 
we decided to go from Paleocora to a beautiful beach um, full of uh, naturalists, if you will, in some coves. and Yeah, it wasn't full of it was, Well, it's, it was advertised as a good place for naturalists to go. Yeah. Um, Which we are now, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we, there were two routes. One was to go, looked like way out of the way, something like 40 kilometers, and it would take an hour uh, to get to this beach. Because there's no, and there was a, and then there was sort of a coastal road that took about the same time, and it was about half the distance. So we thought, well, we'll just take the scenic route. We'll do, well, not the scenic route actually, half the distance. We said we'll do half the distance, mm-hmm. not realizing that it was the scenic route, as we figured out quickly that most of the road was just gravel yeah. and on the sheer side of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Wow, it was uh, top five, probably top three most dangerous road trips I've ever taken, if not the most dangerous road trip to this beach. Uh, I didn't tell Caroline that until we were safely yeah. <laughs> at the beach. Well, I was like gripping the side and trying not to say anything because clearly I wasn't driving, so I couldn't be like, Chris, be careful. Yeah, like, even, he, yeah. <laughs> he was being careful. There was no other option. Yeah. But it was just like... We were the only car on the road. I think we saw one German tourist family that came the opposite yeah. way towards the beginning. And I should have I should have noticed the look in that driver's eyes <laughs> of sheer relief and panic. Yeah. Well, right after we saw them, we went... This was following Google Maps, so take I that. Can't, I, good for Google having this road there because half of it didn't look like a road. Yeah. Which Chris is used to driving on quite well from the UK, one... Two lane roads that are actually one lane, um, but that and that was paved. So I was telling Chris, I'm like, okay, you're gonna turn right, and he's like, there's no way. Like, yes, th- <laughs> yeah. there is. It was just a t- <laughs> it was just a tiny road, and it was paved. So that was our first like, where are we going? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Then we went on to the part that wasn't paved, and it just kept going, and it was like intense hairpin turns. And parts where Chris was just like, this is just rocks. I'm not even driving on anything yeah, but it w- rocks. It wasn't even like good gravel. It was just <laughs> crushed mountain. Oh, man. I'm getting a little nervous just thinking about yeah, it right now. Yeah. There were, I think, times when we were both like, um, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no turning back because... Going back well, yeah, up, the hill go up the hill would have been uh, worse. Up, well, not just one hill. It'd be actually, it was, I mean, there's a lot of hills, but yeah. So, Lil Zeus Coop made it <laughs> thanks to Chris's driving, and <laughs> then we got to the beach, which was really beautiful. Yeah, it was a um, adventure. <laughs> it was an it. adventure. No, I was going to say the beach is a like a protected juniper forest. Oh, that's right. There were trees growing right. Right on the beach. Which yeah, is it's it's very weird. We've gone to a lot of coasts and different beaches at this point, but it was kind of weird to like come out of the mountains and then see a goat farm, and then walk through a cedar forest on sand, and then get to like a beautiful beach. Yeah, it was uh, it was very. It, it, the topography here is super diverse. And you see some stuff that uh, you can only get, I guess, in this part of the Mediterranean. In my experience, I don't know. Yeah, no, it feels like I don't very, know where to compare um, it to in the states. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe parts of Colorado, some desert places, but I guess you don't really get mountains in like 
was thinking California. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Arizona. Yeah, but that's a different it's, kind. But it's much greener than Arizona. There's olive trees everywhere. Yeah, it, it feels very, like, holy or mythical or, like, I don't know. Just There's just, like, something to it that's really cool. And we stay with a really nice lady in Paleocora at an Airbnb who made us Greek desserts. Yeah, she was, like, a sweet, sweet lady. And the first day she left us with, like, some fruit, which I think... We're not really in season, but when it's like orange season, they basically have to like just dump oranges down the hills, I read, because <laughs> they just get so many. So she gave us some oranges that were delicious. And this like... I don't know what kind. It was like a grainy, sweet dessert. dessert. Yeah, that we found in Crete, especially everywhere at the end of a meal, they give you a little, a little sweet and a shot of Rocky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Crete restaurants, they just give you free of charge at the end of meals, like sometimes a pretty big dessert, mm-hmm. and then uh, like a little shot of their local liqueur. Yeah. Rocky, you've heard us talk about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so our host was... It's a cool culture. Um, not quite as rambunctious as uh, our man Stavros, mm. but she was a sweetheart. A couple other days, she like came out with a plate of these... Uh, like cheese and herb oh, and yeah. green pies. Those pies. Yeah, Those she was just really like, cool. Catalina, you must be hungry. And yeah. she like <laughs> came over and brought us and I was like, You must oh, be hungry. This yeah. is so great. And then when we left, she gave us these little handmade leaf cement things that she made. So sweet. I love her. Cool. Um, the same day that we went to the forest beach, we went to another really cool beach, Elefanisi which I think is like a hot spot when you go to Crete. Like if people don't have that many days, they try to go there. Yeah, it had. Uh, it was cool. You could walk for a long time on a beach because it's sort of there's like a really shallow inlet that you could cross when the tide's out to get to uh, a little island. Um, and we walked along there. It looked like it really felt like we were walking on water. We hit it, like the tide at a very interesting mm-hmm. time. There were windsurfers out there. Yeah, it's super. That part of. Um... Crete in the west get a ton of wind I had been reading and then when we went to that beach I was like whoa there's wind going on so everybody's kind of like walking around on wading in water there's kids but there's also just like adults couples walking around and it was just funny to see people like kind of confused that it was like really windy and they were walking around in water and some people just didn't look like they knew what to do just kind of like yeah <laughs> this is like a cool beach thing and i feel like there's a lot of potential and things we can do right but, but i'm not five years old so i can't like frolic in this wade pool right so i just sort of have to it's wade a lot of, <laughs> yeah wandering wading tourists yeah but the colors of the water were beautiful and in both beaches we saw like really pretty pink sand then we saw a three thousand year old olive tree and how they make olive oil yeah we went to um a winery and an olive mill there are i think i read a quarter if not more of the island is covered with olive trees yeah and i believe that like, i believe it's more <laughs> they are everywhere and it's incredibly beautiful yeah you have to hit the olive trees with sticks for the olives to fall to harvest them and they so they have put nets below the trees and just hit the trees with sticks another fun fact crete wasn't part of greece until 1913 13ish yeah they were they were like, well, it was way back, the Minoans. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think they had like some dark times. And then eventually the Turks came. Or the, no, the, Venet- the Turks always come. The yeah. Venetians and then the Turks. And then they got their independence. And then they became part of Greece. Oh. And they were also occupied by the Nazis for about four years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's about all I know. I'm very interested in the history of Crete now because I just didn't really... You never hear about it. It's neat. It's... it's. I mean, it's much bigger than you even think looking at a map. They're supposed to have the best example of the Mediterranean diet, which is what we've all heard, like fish, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, olive oil, wine. Cheese. <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Yeah, no, the food here you can't complain. A lot of great outdoor eating spots. The weather right now in May is perfect. It's like 72 mm-hmm. during the day. Uh, and it's not humid because of the sea breeze everywhere you go. And for our last few days, we're in the northwestern part of Crete in mm-hmm. Hania. And we just got here today. So we'll explore. I think this is the second biggest city in Crete. Mm-hmm. It's another one of the big, uh, it's where other cruise ships come in, either to Iraklion or Hania. So we kind of, and this is, we really just did the, some of the west side of Crete, not even, there's a ton of other yeah. places we could have gone. And we didn't do a lot of the east either. So. There, yeah, there's a whole other, I think they chunk Crete into like three or four sections. Mm, okay. So we did mostly the west. Caroline's doing her, um her never-ending postcard hunt, as usual. And we noticed when we were looking at postcards in Greece that they really love putting uh, the elderly population on their postcards. Yeah, it's kind of... Which is interesting. (laughs) It's kind of weird. It's sort of like they're advertising, look at all the old people we have here. And the old people are always like walking a dog or like standing in front of a nice blue door or just making bread or something. Yeah, it's very strange. Or they just have a picture, a postcard of cats. Yeah, so here, here we're in Crete. Here's an old person that's in Crete. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll get, like, a naked man standing on a beach. Oh, yeah. Like, why don't you show your, like, glorious rolling hills, your countryside with all the trees spotted everywhere. I kind of like the sense your, of humor. For your it. mountains. It's sort of a little is it like quirky sense of humor. Is it like their sense of humor? Or, I think so. or is it like they've had so many tourists come that just, like, stare at their old people <laughs> or like try to take pictures you know what some... tourists come and stare at old people? i don't know you know sometimes you like walk around a village and you just like see people doing their thing yeah and you're like oh my gosh that's so cute it's like they're just pe- you know sometimes you tr- like treat locals like they're like a an attraction yeah okay okay i get what you're going they're very cute are oh uh, yeah the couple <laughs> we're staying at it's it's got like a 19 19- 60s vibe yeah, this little the B&B we're staying at now yeah it's just out, it's it's a good location we think so far it's just outside of old town Hania but this cute little Greek couple didn't speak a ton of English but they checked us in and showed us around yeah they were hilarious uh, <laughs> poor old man couldn't get the window working correctly and the woman <laughs> came out and uh, she thought she knew what she was doing with it and at one point, I tried to jump in and help, um, but it was it was 
it was pretty funny seeing just this old couple interact and you realize that no matter where you go some things never change <laughs> yeah but they were really cute and very nice very nice people here. And yeah the hospitality is fantastic yeah every i i i don't know how you said this before for some reason i thought that it would be a struggle to communicate with people like there wouldn't be that much english spoken but i think because they've gotten a decent amount of tourism not as much from the u.s but because u.s english is kind of the default yeah there's a lot of english like all the menus have an english section too so it's been really easy to navigate so you can yeah. tell that the tourism industry is thriving yeah here but the old some of the the older population who are just doing like airbnbs they'll say like my english isn't very good like it's okay <laughs> better than our greek as usual yeah um but yeah everyone is very friendly crete so far has been amazing it's a really really cool island anything you'd like to add chris do you know any greek phrases any Greek phrases? What have you learned? What Greek words have you learned? Um, I, I, maybe we already mentioned this too. I think the way they say good morning is very beautiful. Kalimera. Kalimera. Just sound. It's just very nice to say. You can try it if you want in the comfort of your own car. Kalimera. Kalimera. And good good evening is kalispera. Oh, kalispera. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've heard that. I thought I was like, why? What? Why are they saying good morning and it's seven? Yeah. No, it's good. Good evening. I think that's all I've got, so let's finish at our time here in Crete, and then on to Italy. On to Italy. Yeah,